This week's podcast brought to you in part by MacMall.com, your number one Apple superstore. Check out their daily deals on iPads, MacBook Pros, and the fourth generation iPod Touch by clicking on the MacMall.com link on WhatDoTheySaid.com. Please. This is Galvin, star of WDS's hit show, Galvin. You're listening to The Tank with Jason and Rob. Come on, Bob. Don't tell me how to give the lines. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what do they has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Do They Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatdoveysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvay Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who lives on Tic Tacs and self-loathing, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvay, coming at you from San Fran, Tapulous, San Francisco, California, as I shore up your afternoon with my pod musings. Wow, that's dense. That was a lot of words. I know, man. It was a bit of a late one last night for me. You're going to have to bear with me. Really? What were you out doing last night? Were you at a strip club? I guess you can call it that. It was a very hot, sweaty club where I was seeing um, marginal bands with laptops uh, try to disguise their marginality with lots of fog machines and strobe lights. I guess so. I saw a band called Andy Clockwise uh, several years ago with a beautiful woman. Ugh, oh, a beautiful woman who, who left me left me dangling. But um, he was actually kind of cool because he, he just stood there with an acoustic guitar and then he plugged in his laptop and had a backup band playing there, um, which was, you know. Nice. Was Those are okay. people you don't have to pay, Jason. I guess, but it doesn't quite seem live to me. Is that live? You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. I would say if they're actually triggering things and doing things in real time and composing, you know, or playing, you know, dragging sound effects into uh, – sure. But last night just felt very uh, – I don't know. It, it felt like – you know, there's something weird about a whole crowd of 300 people staring at a person on a laptop. Yeah. Hey, um, I saw my neighbor naked. What? Yeah. Hold everything. Now this is important news, people. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, neighbor. This is the woman who lives in the house in front of me. She's cute. I mean, she's she's a really cute girl. Um, half Chinese, half uh, white, half Caucasoid. Um, ah. Yeah. Exotic. Yeah, exotic. And uh, she's always really friendly to me when it's super late at night, which leads me to believe that she's had a tossed back a few. You know. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's, you know, she's friendly enough at other times. But in order to leave my home, my my home, my house is up in the back on a hill. So in order to get to my house, uh, one needs to walk down this stone path between the two houses that are out on the street and then walk up uh, 14, 15 flights of stairs, not flights of stairs, but 15 steps in a staircase made of brick. And my house is okay. up top in the hill behind overlooking uh the street i'm i'm up and above everyone else so to that's how you like it isn't it jason yes i i do like to be up and above everyone else so to leave my place you just do it in reverse you walk out the front door and walk down this this staircase so i'm looking mm -hmm. down into the backyard of the house in front of me where my neighbor this girl lives and i don't know what it is about um these houses up here in the Hollywood Hills, but no one has any window treatments. There's just what I mean by window treatments are curtains and blinds, right? <laughs> Things that prevent. Oh, I thought it was like a, a window who who's in, um, needs therapy. No, well, I don't think anyone has those either. Perhaps, maybe they do. I don't really know. <laughs> um, what am I saying? But you can see, basically, there's nothing preventing the glass which separates the outside from the inside from being, you know, transparent. I can see into anybody's house, and it's not by by design. I'm not sitting on my porch with uh, 
binoculars or a telephoto lens looking for the right moment for uh-huh. the curtains to part at just the right moment so I can see within. I, I, can, I, I can see from the front of the house to the street, you know, through my neighbor's house because it just windows, windows, uh-huh. windows. So I was walking down the stairs and um, I caught sight of a naked torso and legs as I'm walking down the stairs. And I went, oh, no, I'm betting this is some dude she's got over there who's hopped into the kitchen and is getting something out of the fridge. And, Uh you know, it's going to be a sort of a crying game moment for me. Uh, And I I want to avert (laughs) my eyes. But there's another part of me that went, what if that's my actual neighbor? I mean, what if, you know, what if that's her? So what was happening was this naked torso and legs, and and which became revealed to me as a buttock, were were looking in the freezer of her refrigerator. Uh, so the freezer open the freezer door opened the hinges on the side facing me. So the door opened out facing me. You know, so the, her the okay. top of her is blocked by the freezer. Her head is blocked gotcha, by the freezer gotcha. and her her body is exposed and as i walk down the stairs the my sight line becomes less and less um you know concealed by the top of the freezer and more and more of her is revealed as i walk down the stairs and as more and more is revealed i realize that it is not a man it is in fact a buck naked woman standing at a freezer um and she, she her head is blocked by the freezer so she can't see me walking down the stairs Oh, wow. That's just free ogling. Yeah, it is free ogling. And it's it's a woman standing by a freezer has a certain degree of, you know, readiness, perkiness, you know. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is like a trifecta of uh, peeping Tom greatness. Yeah, and it, it, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to slow down. I didn't have to stop. I didn't have to avert my eyes or crank. I mean, I could have, you know, obviously I could have looked away. I could have looked down at my feet. But there's really nowhere else to look walking down the stairs other than, you know, straight ahead, which is into the living room. Um, so, you know, and as I walked past, she closed the door just as I as I went past. So I, I, I went by unnoticed and um, it's pretty exciting stuff. No, I was going to say the only way this story gets better is if as she slowly closes the freezer door, she's startled by your presence, your eyes lock. And then she kind of slyly smiles and then gives you kind of a come hither look. Right. Yeah. The dream is always the same. And then, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good way to start your day. Yeah. Well, that was ending my day, actually, two nights ago. That's a good way to end your day. Yeah. It was a good way to end my day. And I, it, it leads me to believe I've lived here for about a year now, a little over a year. And I've never, I never see her through her window. She's basically never there. And even if I do kind of catch sight of movement through the window, I'm. I, I, I'm not interested because I'm not really one to go looking into neighbors' uh, windows. But this was, um, this was fortuitous. Ah, take up smoking. It gives you a reason to sit on your porch. Hey, that's a great idea. I'll take up smoking again. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Well, that's, well, that's, a good, uh, that's a good story. Well, let's give her. Maybe we can make her the winner of the Ogling contest. Yeah, totally. Just by default. Sorry, listeners. All, all of you who entered, you've been trumped by Jason's neighbor. Yeah, but there's still time, and we do love to hear from you. And you can hear us hearing from you talking about your emails sent to us at, you like that? That was kind of convoluted. What do yeah. they said at <laughs> gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. As Rob mentioned last week, we are approaching the sesquicentennial mark. So we would love for you to search for us and uh, find us. What Duvet said, give us a like button. Uh, Or you can always give us a phone call because we love to hear from you. And we are hearing a lot from people, especially after this exciting uh, week where Make It or Break It premiered. Phone number is... 415-937-0445. The number again is 415-937-0445. Holla. Holla back. Holla back. Operators are standing by. Um, They are. I'm looking at our operators right now. They are literally standing by. Are they standing by any guests? Do we have any guests this week or were were you and Reba out partying too hard with your laptop? Uh, live show. Too. Yeah, Reva and I were out crashing computers all over San Francisco last night. Um, we have the, the usual suspects: Galvin, 
moping around the place. I don't know. You know, his his contract negotiations are not going well, and I think he knows that. Well, I can. I heard him at the top of the show. It sounds like he's really trying to beef up his presence here on our show, like a little bit of cross pollination promotion happening. Well, he's going to have to carry his weight around these parts. Maybe, um, maybe he should walk around naked. <laughs> no, that, that's your neighbor's. Uh, that's your neighbor's role in All right. my fantasy life, okay. my rich fantasy life. <laughs> you know what? I actually, before we get to the news, oh yeah, um, yeah, we have uh, we have a, a, perhaps a, a new uh, a new show and I bounce this idea off of you a new idea for a TV show. Oh, okay. And here's my idea for the TV show, and then maybe you, uh, maybe you're sitting on one as well, because you know we we are a network. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. Lay it on me. Should I sit down? Should I stand up? Uh, whatever makes you happy. So I'm gonna pace. clearly, CNN has been taking kind of a a, a beating in. The, uh, do you you watch CNN at all? Uh, I know that CNN exists. Okay, so it does exist. It's out there in the universe, and it's a news organization. It's a cable and, news network, uh, right? It is. It's a cable – exactly, CNN, cable news network. And for you know many years, it was the source. But now with like things like MSNBC and Fox, uh, you know, there's more places to go for news and more places to go to get the kind of news that you feel entitled to. Right. Okay. And follow me on this one, Jace. I would say that news is the ultimate reality television. Okay. All right. Sure. I'll buy that. So in an effort, in an effort to help, uh, you know, reinvent CNN's news yeah. division, yes. I, I'm proposing an idea. This is free advice to the people at Ted Turner and those over at CNN. It's the Situation Room. Familiar with the show with Wolf Blitzer? Uh, yes, I know Wolf Blitzer from the Gulf War. <laughs> yes, that Wolf Blitzer. The Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer and Mike the Situation Sorrentino. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll bring in the young audience. Right? So it's like now you're bringing in a whole wave of, of trendy news junkies. Right. And, you know, and, and as the situation proved on the roast of Donald Trump, he's got chops. Right. <laughs> so that's my idea for a, I guess it's like a, um, a revamping of an old show. So I, I don't know if you have anything along those lines, but I, I was thinking that might be a nice little uh, exercise. I think that's great. I, I, I would have to put on my thinking cap because clearly the, the pun of that works so much better than just, you know, me throwing in, say, oh, I don't know, Snooky onto the view, which is just sort of like, I feel like I'm one that's of those great people. great idea, though. Well, most of my ideas are great. So thanks, Rob, for throwing me that bone. <laughs> I need to step up my game today. I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little slow in the uptake. Well, let's, this is going to offer maybe you and I some much-needed um, closure on the whole, um, our good friend Brad Womack of the ABC's The Bachelor. Oh, yes. Have we officially moved into the news? Dun, 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 dun. I hope my neighbors don't see me as I do this little dance for them in the kitchen. Well, don't do it naked. Sure. I'm going to open up my freezer door. Yeah, open up your freezer door because they might think it's Hallie dancing around and not you. <laughs> I'm way hairier than Hallie. That's a that's a true story. All right, so let's uh, let's get closure. The sexiest thing I've ever Much heard in my life. Much needed closure. All right, bring me Brad Womack closure. Look what I made for you. I made this story from the Huffington Post. Uh, go ahead, speak. I am oh, listening. All right, so here it is. Emily Maynard. That would be Emily, the winner of uh, Brad Womack, yes. is moving to Texas. Whoa! For the Bachelor. Wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It had been a bumpy couple of months after he proposed, uh-huh. but now she and her young daughter, they live in Charlotte, North Carolina, they are moving to Austin. Wow. That's so romantic. Isn't it great? Isn't it? it look, it, they're going to be happily ever after, Jason. I can't wait to stumble across the two of them in a popular magazine while I'm at the dentist office in a couple of years and go, oh, yeah, who... What? 
who are these people? Because that'll be about seven <laughs> Bachelor shows from now, you know, where you don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So there you go. So we have closure. They think they're getting, they're getting along, they're moving forward, and uh, there could be wedding bells. They are wow. just like us. They are just like us. I, I'm going to sleep well tonight. See? This is important. I'm glad, I'm glad I had this moment with you. All right, so uh, let's do some more. Ooh. Did wow. you uh, see this? I'm, I get excited about my own news selections. Yeah. Especially since I, I don't really read them until now. I like to keep the element of surprise. I appreciate that. This is that. a big one now. We discover them together like, um, like an opening flower. <laughs> Easy. Oh, sorry. All right, so this one, woman unable to close eyes, now suing New Jersey plastic surgeon. Oh. <laughs> Does, was she, was it due to facelifting? Like too many stretches of yes. the face? Ah, yeah, okay. She was, yeah, yeah, it's a, a jury's deliberating the case of a New Jersey woman who says an eyelid procedure gone wrong is the reason she can no longer close her eyes. The picture is priceless, though, on this one because it's like, <laughs> it's not a good look for her. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, this is the best. So the blink is, oh, wait, I'm sorry. The quote is, to blink, I really have to really squeeze my eyes to fully close my eyes. Wow. So she's kind of like that guy from the men's warehouse commercials who never blinks. <laughs> exactly like him. So, so yeah, so where, where does this one fall on you that uh, there's this kind of litigation surrounding a woman who can't close her eyes. Well, I'm going to say that is not Great. a because any person who performs elective surgery and then say it's somebody else's fault is uh yeah. doesn't doesn't strike me as shocking. It is not the plastic surgeon who is at fault for doing that. It is her for going in and asking the plastic surgeon to do it, you know. I I completely I could not agree more. If I so this take is a not a, a Thank you. Yes. If I leave my milk out on the counter all night long and then yes. I get up in the morning and I go oh no I left my milk out but I don't have time to get to the market to buy more milk and I really want to have this bowl of snooky o's so I pour <laughs> the milk into it and then eat it and then I vomit I can't sue snooky sure you can Jason that's what makes this country great oh you're right totes my goats man Get on the phone, call Sluggo, Sluggo, and Sluggo, and he will have an angle for you. All right. I'll, I'll do that right after this broadcast. Podcast. Right after this thing. Is there more news? Yeah, there's, there's always more news. Let's see. Um, this one sounds interesting. Oh, I like, you know me, me and Facebook. Oh, the Facebook, yes. So doctors warn about t Facebook depression in teens. Facebook depression. Okay. What causes yeah, Facebook it's, depression? It's it's a new condition. Researchers disagree on whether it's simply an extension of depression some kids feel in other circumstances or a distinct condition linked with using the online site. So basically what it says, it, it, they have a skewed view of life uh -huh. because um, it can be painful sitting alone in like a crowded school cafeteria or other real life encounters that make kids feel down. Online, there's no way to see facial expressions or read body language that provide context. So they're reading, I guess, these status updates or having these conversations and interactions where they, uh, I guess, internalize the words in a way that they might not if they were, I don't know, talking to each other. Oh, right. There it is. Um, it's a, a whole new diagnosis, probably with a, a whole new pharmaceutical industry to be created around it. Oh, wow. That's a good point. We could create some sort of anti-Facebook depression drug. Are you suffering from Maybe Facebook depression? Maybe we should depression? get on that. Ha are you sitting in your cafeteria and not understanding the words without the facial expressions? <laughs> then we have just the drug for you. It's called... It's something... You, it would have to end in like a Celebrex or something like that. Right. You need um, Pokenex. <laughs> oh man! Ah, oh, I apologize, Jason. I'm I'm a little flat today. I understand. You you mentioned that earlier, and I, I, that's why I'm trying to bring up the slack here. Hey, man! Britney Spears was in town. Did you hear about that? Britney Spears, the Britney Spears, former Mouseketeer. Yes, she was performing in San Francisco. For some reason, Good Morning America is starting their spring concert series, and they got Britney Spears to kick it off. Wow! But. 
usually that happens in New York, like, you know, on their plaza or something like that. But it happened in San Francisco at the uh, Bill Graham Civic Center. And they gave away tickets for free. And, of course, it was just a mob scene. And, uh, and San Francisco is a really good place for that sort of thing. Really? Yeah, because, you know, Britney Spears, like, you get a lot of men dressed up as, like, Catholic schoolgirls. Um, oh, right, yeah. You know, she has a certain built-in audience, I think, with the gay demographic. Okay, sure. What's more to you? Well, I was watching the Britney Spears uh, performance, and it was funny because, I mean, she looks good. She's definitely, like, got her her body in shape. The songs are pretty disposable, you know? Everything is auto-tuned on it. There's not a clear like you know sung note that isn't manipulated somehow by a computer but the funny thing was is she usually they like try to uh, at least give the appearance of performing live by having like a a mic you know wrapped around her ear and in front of her mouth she had no mic anywhere to be found hmm so she was literally on stage with a bunch of dancers like mouthing the words to the song that was being played so it wasn't even a live performance I mean, there was and there was no shout out like, come on, San Francisco. None of that. She was just literally lip syncing to her new tune. And she was doing the dance thing. But the funny thing is, I remember Britney Spears being kind of like a, a pretty good dancer. This was honestly, Jason, and I am not a dancer. I was literally watching her kind of like plot about the stage as if she was like going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, hip turn. Two, three, four, five. It was like a lot. I mean, I could count out her steps. That's how noticeable it was. I think that's sort of her thing, though. I think she's been doing that for ever since that uh, music show awards appearance where she was supposed to be her big comeback and she was kind of. Um, she's no Sammy Davis Jr., I'll tell you that much. Well, who is, really? Come on. He was, he was a real triple threat. So Britney Spears uh, not singing, is that the shocker part of it? Or what is it? What is supposed to be shocking about this? <laughs> I do not know, sir. I do not know. I was, it was just a random musing. Okay. Well, then we'll just call it a <laughs> just without giving it a, without putting any, you know, weight on it. I did get a chance to smell her new perfume, though. Oh, Britney's new, new fragrance? Yes, yes. You know what it smells like? I, I got notes of Marlboro Lights, uh, just a hint of Red Bull, and, and just a, a nice uh, kind of like on the back end, a little Starbucks. Well, that sounds delicious. I want to spray that into the air and walk into it. I know, right? Well, that's the way you should do it. You're, yeah. you're, you're a refined gentleman. All right. Very good. Well, it doesn't sound like there's much happening in the news this week. I feel like you're sort no, of... No, it was really... And I... I, I I con you know what I did is I content farmed. That's what I do. I look for content yeah. so that we can talk about it. And uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole. I mean, there's stuff out there we could talk about. Uh, Charlie Sheen being banned from the Plaza Hotel when he I comes to town. Care. I don't care. I don't care. We could talk about Judge Judy was hospitalized after a courtroom meltdown. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, how about this woman uses five-year-old son as a shield against Taser? <laughs> that I might care about. What is that all about? <laughs> well, let's find out, shall we? Okay. Ooh, this might be ripe for the game. Oh, which game is that? The name, the state, the crime, the name, the game, state crime game. Okay, excellent. Uh, the, tell me again the rules. Uh, the rules are as follows. I read you a news story, and you tell me what state in this great country of ours this crime took place in. Okay. I'm ready. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. I just said I'm ready. All right. All right. So, again, the headline. Woman uses five-year-old son as shield against Taser. A domestic dispute that boiled over at a business led to a woman being arrested for disorderly conduct after she used her son as a shield against being tasered. I'm going to say that took place in Florida. <laughs> Normally you'd be right. Actually, this one took place in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Interesting. I think yeah. of them just sort of like hippies up in Wisconsin. 
Well, apparently they have women that uh, do not value the, their, their life, the, the life that they create. Have you ever been tasered? No, thank God. Yeah, I can think of nothing worse. Ah, fuck it. Okay, fucking it. All right, the news is over. I'm done with the news. <laughs> Let's talk about our shows. All right, thank you, news. Thank you, segment. And let's give a little talk about The Amazing Race this week. I have a bone to pick with The Amazing Race. I remembered, not with The Amazing Race, but I remembered what I dislike about humanity by watching this week's episode of The Amazing Race. Do tell. Um, If someone would put as much energy into actually doing something as Luke put his energy into weeping and crying and complaining about how difficult it is to do something, then a lot more things would get done. I agree. I agree. Sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, get your hands dirty in this world. I, it just drove me crazy. And maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe I'm just projecting, but I'm just like, shut up and do it. Just do it. Even if it is hard, do it. I got a um, an iPod from Mr. Barrasco about a year ago. As we know, Mr. Barrasco yes. is a is a heavy hitter in the motion picture industry. And yes, he, he yes, he went out to, to New Orleans uh, a year or so ago to work on a film that was shooting in New Orleans, which is yet to be released, but it's coming out this summer. Big, big, big picture. Big picture. Yes. Um, <laughs> and before he left, he said to me, uh, my iPod doesn't keep a charge. I, I'm going to go buy a new iPod. Do you want my iPod? Which I, I, I adore. It's kind of like, wow, this tastes terrible. Try it. That sort of thing. Wow, my iPod fucking yeah. sucks. You want it? So inevitably I go, yeah, I'll take it because why not? I'll take a free iPod. I get the iPod. It sat in a drawer for six or seven months because whenever I would use it, exactly what he described would happen. It would work for about... 15 minutes and then the battery would drain and die out and i thought well okay it's good enough for me to walk my dog around but it suddenly occurred to me that maybe it's just the battery maybe i could just buy a new battery for this ipod and replace the battery and it'll work again makes sense right i'm a crafty guy with my hands so i went on to the internet's I went searching for iPod batteries. They cost about 30, 25, 30 bucks. I went, well, that's, that's kind of pricey for something I got for free. But glory be eBay. I looked up on eBay and there was one being sold for 99 cents plus a leather wow. case that I could keep for it. I said, great, I'll buy that. I bought it. No one else was buying it. So I got it for 99 cents plus $7 shipping or whatever the stupid thing was. But it showed up. And I don't know how many times you've tried to open up an iPod to replace the battery. Never. Have you exactly you, never? <laughs> okay. Have you looked in an iPod? No, no. I've, it's just a mystery. It's just a magical box that plays songs that I like. Yeah. There's no screws. There's no seams. There's no nothing. There's. How do you open an iPod? Well, I, I went out to the internet. So I found some website. It says, "Oh, just do this. Get a guitar pick and wedge it in here and twist it to the right and work your way along the side. Find the little clips, pop it open. It looks super easy. It's a mm-hmm. thirty-second video." I said, "Okay, great." I struggled with this thing for I'm going to say probably two, two and a half hours, going back and forth with it, wow. trying to get it open, trying to get it. I looked at the video again, wedged things in, and I got frustrated. I'm I'm human. I, I I got upset, but I didn't I didn't spend a bunch of time curled up on the floor in a fetal position, weeping, holding my mother, calling people and complaining about it. You know, honestly, too, in reference to the Amazing Race in that competition, I assume you're talking about the tea drinking competition. Yes, the tea drinking competition where Luke, uh, one of the the mother daughter te- mother son team. Uh, he kept trying to find the right tea to drink out of a thousand cups of tea and he just kept crying and whining going he's so hard he's deaf so he can't really talk now so it's so hard but even if he could talk he would be crying it's so hard yeah well the thing is it wasn't hard drinking tea is not difficult no opening an ipod is difficult yes drinking tea i mean it may be you know, after you had, you know, 15, 20, 25 glasses of tea, it may be kind of uncomfortable. But it's not hard. No, it's not hard. 
little Lukey. Yeah, I, they, they're they gone from the race. They are. They got booted. And I got my iPod open. I replaced the battery. And now it works just fine. And aren't I accomplished, you know? Yeah, well, you feel good, right? You probably – is there any better feeling then than putting on that Stan Ridgeway record and listening to it from your revamped iPod? It's great. I felt really great about it. I was, you know, driving around listening to it, and I was testing it. I was like, wow, as much of a hassle as it was to do it, it was really great to get it done. I mean, if I'm going to curl up on the fetal position on the floor, it's because some girl isn't going out with me. A reason that makes sense, yeah. not because of tea. No, no. Well, congratulations. That Let that be a lesson to all of you listeners. Yeah, exactly. Choose your weepy battles. Exactly. Choose your weepy battles. Uh, I want to weep. Actually, I, I don't want to weep. What I want to do is I'm very excited. Today happens to be my anniversary. Oh, to my lovely wife. Yes. Oh, you and your your wedding anniversary is what you're saying. Wedding anniversary. Yes. Okay. Uh, how many? And so annos I have is to. It? Uh, it's a uh, DS años. DS años, muy bien. Yeah. Uh, me llamo <laughs> Jason. Uh, yeah, no, uh, ten years. So it's big. It's a milestone. Wow. So yeah. I have to go and pick up a card and you know write something very heartfelt, which uh, won't be a problem. She are inspires. You, are you leaving? Are, is that what, are you telling me you're leaving? That the show's over? You have to go buy a card? Yeah, so I gotta go get a card. Oh God, um, no. Uh, yeah, so I, I've got that on my mind. I've got the. I have to pick up the. Uh, we're having a steak au poivre tonight for dinner. I have to pick up that. Yeah. And the Yankees are opening their season today too. Well, it's it's also Giants opening day. I'm just wanna. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I'm not buying into the whole Giants thing. I, 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 you know, I got on late just so I can savor the World Series, but. Yeah, when it all comes down to it, I'm a Yankees fan, and I look forward to opening day. So all right. I will watch it. Smell you. It's being taped as we speak. Can I just say, uh, if if 10 years have gone by, that maybe yeah. you could have picked another day in that 10 years to pick up the card than the actual day of your anniversary? <laughs> oh, man. it's like Life is complicated. <laughs> if you say so. If only it were as easy as a Britney Spears perfume. Do you think somebody will maybe snap my picture as I'm buying the card and then I will appear in Us Magazine and it'll say, look, they buy cards just like us. Yeah, I think that'll happen. That's likely. There's no paparazzi in San Francisco. Believe me, I've looked. Well, I think that was a... talking about The Amazing Race? Yeah, that was kind of a crackerjack review of The Amazing Race, I have to say. I think we did a bang-up job there (laughs) of covering the race. Um, Oh, man. Did you want to talk about Survivor? Sure, why not? Uh, that's another reason I'm a little tired today is because I was up very late watching Survivor. Well, it was important for you to get Survivor in so we could talk about it as deeply and interestingly as we talked about The Amazing Race just now. <laughs> I suffer for you people. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what'd you think? What'd you think of the last night's episode of Survivor? Uh, I was uh, yeah, I was pleased. It's... Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm really happy that, uh, is his name Matt? Matt, yeah. You mean the guy over in Redemption Island who keeps winning and winning and winning? Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be doing really well. I think uh, he's another one that employs Jesus. Jesus is clearly on his side. Yeah, I'm a little tired of Matt winning on Redemption Island. I don't think that's an interesting story for me to follow. Because I didn't really know Matt well enough before he got voted out to have a vested mm. interest in him coming back. So if it were Stephanie yeah. or Christina or Russell, people that I was caught up in their story before they got voted out at Tribal Council, I would be more excited of them returning to the game. Really, Matt's only story is that he got voted out super early and just keeps winning at yeah. at Redemption Island. So when he comes back, I, I don't have any vested interest in it because I don't really know who he was in the first place. All I know him is the guy who on Redemption Island, R.I. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Yeah. So are we done talking about Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, you are tired, and you do need to go buy a card. Um, well, I like that. I liked. Uh, I really liked the challenge last night. I actually thought that was the most exciting part of the show. I thought that was really good stuff. What happened again in that challenge? That was they bust through bricks. Yeah, well, the they, challenge uh... was they had to stand on each other's shoulders and get some uh, 
key off of a sort of springy, twisty thing, which they then had yes. to unlock locks and get balls and break through, go through this uh, course and then break through a, uh, go through this net crawl and then bust through a brick wall and then shoot balls up into a hoop. It was a lot of back and forth, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty exciting. I thought that was a good. A good. I like that the gameplay on Survivor sometimes more than the actual uh, back and forth scheming, backstabbing, voting out business. I like the. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I. It was impressive, and the right person went home. Sarita needed to go. Like clearly, she offered very little beyond her loyalty. I guess that's, you know, that should be a bare minimum requirement: is that you're loyal yeah. to your alliance. Right. She was really using that for all it's worth. And, uh, you know, Philip is Philip. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that there are people that unself-aware. I think that's how Rob characterized it, and he was right. Yeah, that he was. Like, just completely, like, un, unaware of self. Completely. Yeah, yeah. And yet, just think. I wish I could embody that sort of ignorance is bliss sort of, you know, way, way to life. It's not that he's not self-aware. I think that he has an awareness of self that is incorrect. <laughs> oh. It's all a ruse? Yeah, well, he just doesn't believe... He believes he is somebody who he doesn't see that others see. Gotcha. He's the lion and the uh, the gorilla, right? Yeah, the gorilla lion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so and then it looks like a merge is happening soon, and it looks like Rob is going to be... They're trying to make us think that Rob is going to be in danger because of the merge. Yeah, and I kind of hope Rob isn't in danger because of the merge, but we'll see. Things it, Without the excitement, uh, and believe me, this has been an exciting season, much more so than last season. I'm engaged in watching it, but at the end of each episode, it always ends up as predictably as I would have guessed it at the beginning of the episode. There was yeah yeah it almost makes that hour seem like you didn't need to invest it yeah if if you had asked me before the show last night who's is Stephanie or Matt going to win the challenge I would say Matt's going to win Stephanie's going home and then who, who's going to other than which tribe was going to win if Omatepe uh, lost then Philip would have gone home and uh, since uh, the other tribe the purple tribe lost. Yes. Then, um, you know, Sarita went home. That would have been Sarita. my guess. And there it is. There you go. All right. So done. Done and done. Done and done. Which brings us to what we've all been waiting for, the season premiere of Make It or Break It this past Monday. Let's get ready to tumble. Oh, Rob. Why are we even doing this show this morning? <laughs> <laughs> You're so not here. You, this show... This show should have been done at like three in the afternoon. Well, it's just it, it, it's an early start time for me today. It does. It, it, it's hard on a Thursday morning. A lot of my nighttime events have been falling on Wednesday nights. And so by the time I go to sleep and everything, cause I have a hard time sleeping. It's like literally three thirty, four in the morning. And then all of a sudden I hear my wife rustling around. She had a call to be on at seven this morning. So, I am just tired, deliriously tired, deliciously, well, you, deliriously tired. Why don't you shift a bit of the uh, the critique of Make It or Break It to some of our listeners then? I, I believe we got some listener I, – I know we got listener mail and listener phone calls about Make It or Break It. Oh, Do you yeah. want to just uh, oh, yeah. pick yeah. one of those? Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to you wanna give it a read or should I? Well, I was asking you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's hear it. All right. All right. So this letter came to us from a uh, from listener Susan, and it says, "Hi, Jason and Rob. As a former child gymnast, I can tell you that my coach was a fucking drill sergeant most of the time. <laughs> then there were his nicer moments, like when we completed our routines well. At which point we would get either rubbed on the back for an uncomfortable length of time or smacked on the ass." As we are about 10 years old, the football or baseball ass padding doesn't really translate here. So maybe when the coach was caught on video enthusiastically kissing in response, huh? caught enthusiastically kissing his whatever, and then it kind of trails off. Well, and then it says, oh, dear God, such a bad idea trying to finish an email while under the influence. <laughs> this is our listeners. <laughs> 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 whatever. Anyway. 
you know what I was trying to get at for the most part. That scene was just a watered down version of what really goes on in the gym. Interesting. Uh, but I will say that uh, the scene that she's referring to from last season of Make It or Break It, uh, the girl kissed the coach. Payson reached up and gave Sasha a kiss. Sasha wasn't the initiator of the action. No, so, he's a good and honorable man. He is a good and honorable man, and that's not to discount anything that listener Susan went through as a child gymnast. Uh, in fact, I, maybe we can no, get listener Susan. That coach Susan. was not a good and honorable man. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. Um, interesting. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where to go with that because yeah. it doesn't really have anything to do with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like this show. Oh, Lord. No, but it, it is interesting because it shows, it highlights one of the strengths of Make It or Break It, which is how invested people get in the lives of these fictitious characters. Yeah, I, I think they had, you know, they needed to start, uh, they needed to wrap up a lot of loose ends from last season and, and, and get momentum going for this season so it's really kind of a transitional episode i felt like the things were ending and things were beginning it was sort of the empire strikes back of make it or break it episodes it wasn't really a a, a, a thing that started and then ended i mean we did have this through line of the exhibition in denver where they had to go to and uh, the hook in that storyline was that emily gets an ankle bracelet because she's needs to be monitored because she's on probation so the <laughs> dramatic hook of that is whether or not uh she will be shamed dancing around and uh, uh gymnasticking around uh century city i'm sorry dancing around in denver um, <laughs> well uh, that yeah. was a, i guess there's not a lot of uh real hard-hitting criminals in uh in Boulder, so they are Denver area Boulder, so they have a surplus of ankle bracelets, uh, monitoring ankle bracelets. Well, and also I think that she did commit a, a rather uh, big crime. Stealing prescription medication uh, is she you know helping her brother, Jason. Well, yeah, I mean, she sees it that way. Poor Emily. Emily, you've said to me uh, off the air that you get dis your frustration with this show is that characters don't learn that they keep learning yes. the same lessons over and over again and not actually learning from the lessons that they're learning. But I will yes. say that that's, that's entirely in character for Emily to steal the drugs and um, think it's entirely her responsibility to take care of everything. Um, you know, because that seems to be her thing. Her, her, the chip on her shoulder is that she needs to bear the brunt of responsibility for the family. That she needs to be the breadwinner, yeah. she needs to be the one who wins, and it's entirely up to her to to succeed to support her family. And if she doesn't succeed, then she's not only a failure as a self, but she's a failure to everything her entire life has been leading up to, which is to to live up to the expectations of her family. So I don't think that's out of character for her to do that. I don't think it's really a lesson thing. It's really in character for what she's doing. And if she, if I were I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager, I didn't learn any lessons. <laughs> you know, on TV, you learn <laughs> lessons, but I kept repeating the same pattern over and over again as a teenager. So I think that's accurate that they're displaying these people to be doing. Lauren may be constantly evil over and over again and not having any friends. But in high school, there were people who were evil to me that I disliked that I remained being friends with because th those were the only people around me. That's a good point. I guess you know I'm looking at it too much from the uh, you know the wisdom of 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 years, right? Because you don't do anything now that you used to do as a teenager. Oh God, were that the case? So yeah, so you know it was a good season premiere. I'm looking forward to the show. <laughs> All right, oh. I can see that you are not invested in this week's episode of the What Do They Said podcast. Uh, oh. Oh, good on you. Why don't you get some coffee or some tea or something? Get yourself all taken care of. I've I've done what I can telling stories of naked neighbor dogs pooping in the yard and changing iPod batteries. There's only so much I can do for the rest of the show. I could talk about my date this past weekend. You want to hear about that? I think you should. I absolutely do want to hear about your date. And I will I will take take it off. I will take your your story and I will listen to it and I'll it, take it off air. I'm deliriously tired. All right, Please so, tell me about your day. Well, the day was a big old bust. It's uh, going nowhere. This this fun, fancy 
little romance that I thought was budding uh, has completely completely vis- disappeared by my design and I think by her design as well. Nice. So it's on to the next one? Yeah, I guess it's on to the next one. Let me tell you what happened, actually, before you, <laughs> put it, before you move on <laughs> and go buy your card. She... <laughs> She emailed me prior to the date, prior to Saturday. We had planned a couple weeks ago that she was going to come over and we were going to watch Sherlock, which is was on Masterpiece, uh, which used to be called okay. Masterpiece Theater, and now it's just called Masterpiece. It's actually really good, the the series called Sherlock. Not a sponsor of ours, public television. No. <laughs> uh, so she, I emailed her to remind her uh, to come to this. Now, this is a girl, let me remind you, that we went out uh, and she said, no making out, but I at the end of the evening, I leaned over and gave her a kiss. And then I gave her a kiss again. And after that event, we would see each other at the theater. We were working on this play together. Uh, and mm-hmm. we would visit and talk. And if I had to go do something, she'd give me a hug and kiss me. Now, this is kissing on the lips, the the part of my face, which is below my nose and above my chin. Um, ah. Yeah. And I would, I've been with enough women to, to know if I lean in to kiss a girl and they don't want to be kissed, they won't be kissed by me. Or if I lean into a girl and the girl doesn't want to be kissed on the lips, she will avert her face and get kissed on the cheek or something like that. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's painful. It's happened. Right. But if I kiss a girl and she reciprocates and we're, our lips are actually touching, that's, that's a mutual agreement. I would agree. I would say that's a good sign. That bodes well. It bodes well. So one night at the theater, she walks up the stairs. She leans up. She kisses me. We talk a bit. The next night, when we're walking into the theater, I put my arm on her neck and kind of give her a little rub below her hair. And she cringes. Mm -hmm. And I go, really cringing? And she says, I have issues. You know that. I have issues. And then later on in the evening, she, she, I go and sit by her and she goes, ah, here, I have a box. Stay out of the box. And she draws a little box around herself that I'm not supposed to be in her physical. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting uh, – now this might just knock me out of my funk because I feel like my blood pressure rising. Well, so clearly something happened in between the night before where, where she sees me, she kisses me, and the very mm-hmm. next night – where she's telling me not to touch her, you know, and it's, I don't think it's that she's seeing another guy, although it could be that she's seeing another guy. There is a bit no, of this. No, I can answer this. I can answer this question. Really? It's not because Bella is really into Edward and, and is just treating me like Jacob. No, <laughs> that's funny. You've been watching your twilight. Um, no, it, it is because, um, she's crazy. <laughs> Oh no! Could you expand on that? Really? I know she has issues, and I know there's a piece that's missing, but I think that just she's crazy might be a bit too much of a might be too. Well, I mean, issues issues is another word for crazy, right? I'm I'm crazy about certain things. These are my issues. Okay, like the Giants, Fear the Beard, Giants Opening Day. You're crazy about that. She, I emailed her before the date to remind her that it was happening. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, see you around 3 o'clock. And she wrote back to me. She said, great, really looking forward to our Sherlockigans. Just need to say, uh, no touching. It makes me uncomfortable. Okay, so there you go. So she said it, and uh, then, then, you know, that's why I say on to the next one. It's like, okay. Right, so the gauntlet is thrown. She comes over. She, I bought some cheese. I bought some $20 pound cheese. You know that little uh, that gourmet boutique that's down the hill there? Do. We went to it I once. Do. I like that place. Yeah, the Oaks there on, uh, on Franklin. Um, I went and bought some cheese. I bought some crackers. She came. She brought a couple of salads. She brought some Girl Scout cookies. She brought some soy milk. And, I, mm-hmm. and we sat on the couch. And I was like, okay, I'll be a gentleman. I'll enjoy myself. I'll enjoy her company. But I won't you know, express it with physical touch. I won't use that love language as guest Joy Norton. Yes. Yes, you will respect the box. I will respect the box, and I'll find some other way of expressing my affection and enjoyment of being with her. But it wasn't enjoyable because the, I mm. was—I had this restriction that had no uh, had no caveat behind it. It wasn't uh, touching makes me uncomfortable because of A, B, and C, and I would prefer that we express our mutual affection with one another in another way. It was just don't touch me, mm-hmm. okay. So the other thing that happened during the evening was, uh, or during the afternoon, 
is we watch one episode and there's three of them. There's, there's a series of three of them, the Sherlock shows. We watch the first uh-huh. one. We finish it up. I get up. I'm, I'm getting some more stuff together. Hey, you want to eat something? Blah, blah, blah. She says, I have time for one more. This is about five o'clock. We started at three in the afternoon. It's about five o'clock. Okay. I say, oh, uh, what are you doing tonight? She goes, stuff. So <laughs> I go, oh, all right. Let me talk a little bit more. And I say, oh, well, so what kind of stuff? Stuff. That's it. And I go, okay. So she doesn't want to share what she's doing tonight. That's fine. Doesn't want to do it. We watch the second episode of Sherlock. She goes, oh, I have to go. Okay. Open the door. There's no hug. There's no anything. She just walks down the stairs, turns her head as she's leaving. We'll do this again. Okay. Okay. Then about an hour later, I see she's posted on Facebook. Went to go see this show last night. Got two shows to see tonight. It's a great weekend of theater. So that was her stuff? Yeah, so she was going out to the theater. She was going to go see two shows that evening. So that she didn't want to tell me she was going to theater leads me to believe that, first of all, she didn't invite me. So she didn't want me to go with her Mm. to this theater. Nor did she want to say, oh, I'm going to see this theater show tonight because she didn't want me to say, oh, I'd like to go do that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're not the kind to invite yourself. I'm not the kind to invite myself, but the fact that she didn't even let it out there so that that could be a possibility to invite myself leads me to believe that she Mm -hmm. just doesn't, she would far prefer to go out and do something without me involved, which is fine. You know, if I I could have gone to my friend's uh, pole dancing party, and in fact, I, I considered it briefly, but I was so bummed, I became Luke from The Amazing Race, lying on my couch, oh, feeling no. sorry for myself. Um, uh, just being depressed. Like, what, what, really, really, really? How is this possibly happening again? And, you know, and it, it, I turn it inward. It's like, am I really that undesirable? Am I really that unattractive? Am I really that no, creepy? No, you're not, Jason. That, that I, I keep encountering women who are just like, whoa, hey, Jason, sorry. Don't touch me. Don't touch you know, and it's just like, oh, God, I'm so tired of it. And I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone last night, and she's like, you know, women would be killing themselves to be with someone like you who's normal and attractive and, and, and ready. And I'm, I'm like, really? Because it's been about eight years now, and there's, there hasn't been any suicides around wanting to be with me. <laughs> well, it's, I, I personally think it's because um, you go after girls that are ultimately crazy. <laughs> How could it be that every girl I go after is crazy? Because there's a component that you like, I think, in a woman, and it is that crazy component. You've admitted it on this very on this very podcast. True, that's true. But really, my my desire underneath that, if I were to get to the core of what I'm interested in, is that I really just kind of want a friend, a normal person who's attractive, who I can spend my time with uh, doing the mm-hmm. things that I like to do and doing the things that I like to do together with the person and to be open and inspired to do things that I didn't know that I like to do because this person who shares similar outlooks of me opens my eyes up to things that I wasn't aware that I was missing. But haven't you also said, though, that you you're... Uh... You know, once you kind of get them, you know, like so, just like you meet a nice girl and she's all right, you know, like you know, maybe not the the ideals in the looks category of what you're looking for, but kind of once you kind of have them, then the interest wanes, and then you're kind of pining for a new experience. But th- that's been my experience with these girls that I've gone out with. I haven't found somebody who fulfills the criteria that gives me the it. The it, what, what, uh. you know, what, what, what's always been missing is it. And I see people who have it. You and Hallie have it. You know, you might not always get along. You might not uh, always be together in the same room. But when you when you two are together, you two are truly two, you know, and there are people that I see yeah. who have healthy, happy relationships because they are not always healthy and happy with one another you know there's they, mm-hmm. there's there's a give and take there's a there's a yin and yang going on um the yeah, the problems yeah. i've had with the boring uh relationships that i've been in is because i've entered in them because they look good on paper 
I go, well, this girl mm. should be good for me because she fits criteria A, B, and C. It's not because there's a spark uh -huh. or because we've generated friendship beforehand. It's because I go, well, this should, this should be what I'm looking for. I, I, will, I will check off these boxes in my Yelp search, and this person's going to uh -huh. be the, 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 the right dinner for me. And it's, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been satiating. It hasn't been fulfilling me. No, okay. I, now, now that makes sense. That um, it's funny because I was having a conversation last night when I was out with with my friend, and he's recently coming out of a relationship. He was in an eight year relationship, and when he was describing, you know, of course he said, "I'm never, I'm not going to date again ever." And I was like, you know, you're lying. You will. You know, it's just all very new and and you know painful now. But when he was describing what it is he was looking for, it was a very intellectual sort of uh, rationale for what he's looking for. It, it, and the thing that was, that he wasn't factoring in was that thing you're talking about, the heart, the, the gut, you know what I mean? Yeah, that needs to come, that needs to come first, I think, before any of the I think it, I think it's very important. I think it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you don't realize that you have that feeling for a person until you start spending some time with them and, you know, there may not be that instant thing, but that needs to be a big component, I think, of the relationship for it to succeed. And uh, it sounds like this, I mean, but this girl's just like using her issues as an excuse to really kind of be bipolar in her behavior. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And that's, uh, you know, I can't be with someone who, who uh, can't share with me what's going on with them. She shared a lot about herself, but like I've said several times, there's this, there's a piece a rather major piece that's missing that I see in, I, I can see the whole when I'm visiting with her and when I see her about in, in social situations, I can see this bit mm -hmm. that she, I, I know that there's a huge part of her that she withholds not only from me, but from everybody and probably from herself. And that's yes. something that I do as well is that I try to be the Prince Charming. I try to be the rescuer. I try to be the fixer. I see that you have this issue. And if only I could bring this out to you, then I will be fulfilled as a person because I've been a, uh, a hero to you, which is ultimately unfulfilling because I've done that in relationships in the past. And once that nut gets uh -huh. cracked, then I go to find that, uh, that piece in another person. So when the hero takes the fall, that's right. Everything can be summed up in song. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, you you've had enough experience with this particular woman now to know that she's clearly, not worthy of you and not the uh, the person for you. So you should definitely just strike her from all memory and uh, all future um, dating. Okay, I got it. Were we talking about make it or break it? <laughs> we were talking about make it or break it, but you are so out. Uh, this, is, this is something that finally engaged you. Here we are an hour into the show and finally something's got you thinking. <laughs> so it's a perfect time for us to stop. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning uh, in this week. What do you got coming up this weekend, Rob? Um, it's uh, actually a lot of anniversary stuff. We're going. Uh, we're gonna have dinner here. I think we're gonna go on the roof today. It's beautiful. It's eighty-three degrees. It's sunny out, so I think we're gonna go on the roof and just kind of hang out, admire our view, and then uh, eat a little dinner here at the house. Tomorrow we have a reservation at a really lovely French restaurant, and uh, Saturday I'm going to see an LCD sound system tribute band. Oh, that's an I've never heard that those string of words put together in my life. It, it, it's funny, right? Because LCD Sound System is a, actually it's, it's a great band, but they're breaking up. They're playing their last run of shows in New York as we speak. I think they have a few at Madison Square Garden and then a few at the uh, Terminal 5 out there. And it's a big, big deal. They're calling it quits. And already there's a tribute band to them and they haven't even broken up yet. Wow. Well, they're filling the void. They, they are opportunistic. I like that, that about Ex them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited. It's a friend of mine who's in the band, and I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So that's really it. I apologize, listeners, for my my low energy. Um, next time uh, we will we will we will wow you with a cavalcade of, of comedy and insight. Yeah, and uh, I, I I I'm doing a couple things this weekend. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, what are you doing? Uh. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rob. Uh, playing a rock and roll show, the uh, the band that I play with, the kindy rock band, Ellen and Matt, 
has a concert gotcha. on Sunday morning, so I will be playing that. Uh, it is my daughter's 16th birthday on Monday. No way. Sweet No 16. way. Well, happy birthday, daughter yes. of Jason. I, yes. I, I'm not going to release her name on the air. I appreciate that. She uh, So she's having somewhat of a party on Sunday. Uh, which she she and her her friends are doing uh, something up at Universal City Walk. Wow, what do sixteen year olds want to do for a party? Well, she, they're going bowling. She wanted to do. I mean, I don't know what she what she wanted to do, but she she's they're all going to go up to City Walk and wander around City Walk uh, and bowl. Okay. And uh, then when her friends leave, a couple of her elite friends are going to stay on, and we're I'll meet them up there, and we'll I'll take them out to dinner. Um, but she, that's on Sunday. Her actual birthday is on Monday, but she's singing at the Pasadena Playhouse as part of a fundraiser for, uh, relief for the Japanese, uh, catastrophe. Um, ah, that's that's a good cause. And and your daughter has an amazing voice. Yes. She's been asked to do this. She's performing uh, as part of the finale. She and this group of, group of kids, they're called Sing. S-I-N-G with an exclamation point. Uh, this is something she did last year for breast cancer awareness where she sang at the Orpheum. Uh, those kids are being brought in. It's a small group of them, and they're going to be singing Seasons of Love from Rent as the finale of this big fundraiser happening at the Pasadena Playhouse with lots of people singing. I believe Joanne Worley will be there singing. Ooh, nice. Well, that's, that's a great – now, that is a great weekend because you can uh... – you know, take pride in, in raising a wonderful daughter and in, in, in watch her enjoy her birthday. That's right. All right. Well, I know you have lots to do today, Rob, not the least of which is going back to bed. So uh, <laughs> that is priority number one is going right back to bed. And then re- maybe maybe in a few hours, I'll call you. And we'll reboot the show. OK, yeah. You'll call me up and say, hey, you ready to record? I'm like, Rob, we, we did the show already. We did it three hours ago. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, enjoy. Uh, we'll get back to the snark. Next week, I, I, I have some snark on tap. Okay. But I'm going to tease it out. Fantastic. Well, sleep tight, Rob. Thank you, listeners. And we will see you all next week. Bye.